I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. Well, we are 46 days away from the midterm elections. As we often say, uh, we're not so much interested in what you're against, but we want to know what you're for. What's the vision? What's the plan? Where are you going to lead? I think that's always the test. And some have had the debate inside uh, Republican circles whether this was a time to just be against the current administration and its policies, make this a referendum on the Biden administration, or do you actually put forward that agenda? Uh, I'm one who believes that you might be able to win an election. You might be able to maintain power by running against things, but that doesn't mean you get to lead. You only get to lead if you have a vision and an agenda. And just in the last 24 hours, uh, Republicans have gone on the offensive when it comes to a vision and an agenda. Blake Moore represents Utah's first congressional district in the House of Representatives, and they have unveiled their agenda for 2023 and uh, for what will take place in the midterms. Uh, Congressman, thanks for joining us on a Friday. Thank you so much for having us on and for covering this. Um, I could not agree with you more. Oftentimes you can, you know, I can, I can sit back and say, look, I, I, I've opposed bills that have directly led to massive inflation. So one, I'm going to not do that. So, but that's the negative side, right? The right. positive side is what we're doing with the commitment to America that just got rolled out today. It really lays out a strong framework for you know, what approach will we do. And the best part about it, we can get into some of the details, but the best part about it is like this framework of, of economy and an economy that's strong. But we've got, you know, actual legislation that's going to back this up that we can maybe put forth if, we, if we're successful in the midterm elections that we can we can put forth to the, to the extent that we can you know, get it through Congress and signed by the president. That will uh, that, that that all gets determined by the politics of the day, but we've got a plan, and that's what Americans need to know. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, the important thing, uh, regardless of where people fall on the political spectrum, is that uh, the the criticism part is is easy, and you do have to do that. Make no mistake, there are times we have to stand up and vote no, and uh, and take a stand against things, uh, and you have to make sure you have that positive. So, give us some of the things within the agenda, Representative Moore, in terms of uh, what uh, Republicans are looking at how they're trying to frame the vision for the country if they were in charge. You know, there's, there's four big pillars to this, and then those get broken down into subsections. It's very readable. Uh, I was a part of a task force, and so the origin of it was uh, our leadership, our conference leadership said, like, look, I want to be ready to go. On, we want to be ready to go on day one. When we win the majority, we want to be ready to go. So we put six or seven task forces together 
I was on the energy, climate, and conservation one. And there was healthy futures, which is healthcare related, and and jobs in the economy. And and they they basically boiled it down into four pillars: the economy, a strong economy, say a nation that's safe, a future that's built on freedom, and then a government that's accountable. And then you break those things in down. And 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 I love the. You know, the economy stuff is what I end up talking. I think the majority of the time this year that I've come on and talked to you, it's been about more economic policy. Um, but the, uh, the one of the key pieces that I really like about um, the the future that's built on freedom, that's actually where we incorporate a lot of the thought process about um, healthcare. Mm. And that's a criticism that Republicans get a lot is, oh, they don't care about health care. And that's not the case at all. Lowering prices through transparency, choice, and competition, like every other industry that exists out there, that process works. So how can we take this system that's grown so big and that's got so many inputs and, 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 and stakeholders involved, government, quasi-government, Local, federal, private sector, how can we make that more transparent, with more choice, and more competition? Like, for example, have you ever chosen what your x-ray is going to cost? I have never chosen that. I've just kind of, that's just what happens. You just do me. it, yeah. You just do it. But if I, if that, but I've chosen things related to my car insurance or how I go fix a rear view mirror, a side mirror. We just, my, ours just got busted off the other day. So it's top of mind. We get to choose like some different options there. We don't have that in our healthcare system. And so that's the kind of stuff that I really like about this because it gets to that granular level of, of what the plan is. Yeah. And uh, just real quickly, we got just about a minute to go uh, here, Congressman. Uh, tell me just a little bit about the, the task force that you were on as it relates uh, to, to energy and climate. Just give us a, a quick peek at that. Well, I, I just left uh, speaking at the U, at UTA, where they're they're doing a bus electrification project, and um, the Energy Climate and Conservation Task Force focused on basically one thing: is we need, you know, how do we make sure to empower American innovation as well as reduce emissions? And we've been doing that. And I talked today about you know making sure that we have baseload power that can keep costs in check, that can provide, if we want to electrify more, an electrification opportunity, but also we can, you know, reduce in car and, and, and do more opportunities of carbon sequestration or lower emitting pollutants uh, with respect to nuclear energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so there's, it's, it's finding all that, it's highlighting what, what has been successful to this point, and then moving that, that approach forward, um, instead of kind of creating a war on American energy, it's more about embracing an all the above approach yeah. and reforming our NEPA and our environmental. Uh, you know, some of the things that get in the way of building renewable technology is actually environmental regulation. That you know, it's, right. it's the most it's the most uh, double standard thing you've seen. Uh, it, it's a uh, it's a, gr- a great component to that. We've been talking about the reform to a lot of that permitting process where so many even green projects are getting held up for years and years uh, in that permitting process. And that's a debate we've got to have as well. Representative Blake Moore, 1st District, uh, again, the Republicans rolled out today 
their positive vision, their vision moving forward. And now I think the debate really begins, uh, not just what the Democrats are against, not just what the Republicans are against, but now we can start having a conversation about principles, policies, and what it means to the American people. Blake Moore, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, boy. We'll step aside for some bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. It's 1:30 at KSL News Radio. I'm Britt Johnson. KSL's top story this hour: a new documentary debuts tonight at BYU. It tells the story of a past controversy surrounding the University of Wyoming and BYU's football teams. Those same two teams will face each other on the field tomorrow night. KSL News Radio's Chris Jacobs reports. The documentary discusses the players who were kicked off the Wyoming football team back in 1969 for wanting to protest against the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints' racial policies. Director of the Daily Universe at BYU, Melissa Gibbs, says the members of the Black 14 returned home, saw the need for food in their communities, and got to work. They wanted to curb food insecurity. And along the line, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints reached out to them and offered to help with that. Two members of the Black Fort team will be present at the premiere tonight at 7 and will light the Y for the football game between Wyoming and BYU tomorrow. Chris Jacobs, KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.